This episode of Think, Write, Revise is brought to you by my Virtual Writing Groups program, a 12-week series of weekly group coaching meetings that will help you to stay accountable to your writing goals this upcoming term. Each Virtual Writing Groups package includes 12 weekly meetings, two private coaching sessions with me on topics of your choice, and access to my nine-part course on academic writing and publishing. If you're ready to tackle your writing goals and have some fun along the way, I hope you'll join us. Groups for Fall 2018 start the week of September 17th, so check out the program today. You can learn more about the upcoming Virtual Writing Groups program or sign up to be notified about future offerings of the program at katielinder.org. You're listening to Think, Write, Revise, Episode 70. Hey there, and welcome to Think, Write, Revise, a podcast that offers a peek behind the scenes of a productive writing life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about how to document your writing on a CV. And this is something that I think we don't talk about enough. And definitely as you go throughout your career, how you talk about your writing on your CV will shift and change as you do more writing and have different kinds of writing products that you're telling people about that you've completed. So I thought I would talk a little bit about um, how I'm currently doing this on my CV because there's a few different levels of how I'm representing the writing. And um, also talk about like when you're first getting started, how you might want to think about this. So um, I'm going to link to my CV in the show notes so you can see it. At this point in my career, it is uh, just hitting about 20 pages, so um, it's relatively long. Um, but that's, I think, standard for someone who's mid-career, and I know people who have CVs that are a lot longer than mine. Um, but basically what I include on there when it comes to my writing um, is a few different things. So the first thing that I have on my CV is kind of my positions, my um, professional experience, and in a lot of my positions, I have like a bulleted list of accomplishments where I break down what I was able to do in that position in a given year. And that is the first place where you might see some of my writing show up because in some of my positions, writing has, and publishing has been kind of a requirement of that position. So I would say like I, I worked on two edited collections or I published three research reports or something like that. So you would see kind of a high level summary of where some of that writing is happening. Then I have um, at kind of equal levels to that professional um, uh, accomplishment section, I have a section on grants where I break down all of the different funding that I've been a part of bringing in um, through my positions. So that's where you might also see um, some of my writing accomplishments related to that. And I do always indicate if I was a lead writer on a grant or if I was a PI on a grant, just to kind of clarify that for people. Because sometimes I write grants that then get handed off to other people. So I want that writing accomplishment to still be on my CV, even if I was just the lead writer. Then I have a whole section on publications. And this is where I break it down into subcategories. And if you want to see this, go ahead and click on the, the link in the show notes. So the, I try to or, order this kind of roughly by... Um, what I think kind of the impact is of these different things. Um, but some of it's a little bit hard to tell because I have some kind of strange things <laughs> under my publication section. So the first thing that's under there is books. Um, and in that section, I give full citations for all of my books. I follow that with edited collections. And then I also edit a book series. So the book series that I edit is under there as well with its own category of being a book series. And then because I do some editing work with some, I have two different white paper series that I'm involved with editing. So those are both listed on my CV as white paper series. 
And then I have a whole section for my peer-reviewed articles and full citations for each of those. That's followed by my book chapters. Um, and then I start to include things like research reports, which are things that I'm currently working on and publishing through my research unit at Oregon State eCampus. And these are not peer-reviewed, so I have them in their own kind of section and category. And then I also have another section and category for briefs and white papers, which are things that sometimes we write um, as kind of smaller ways of getting the executive summaries out of some of the research that we do. And these are published through various different organizations. Sometimes they're published on our own website. And then I have a section on book reviews, which I don't write a ton anymore, but um, I have, you know, five or six that I've done over the years. And then um, the most recent thing I've added, which is a little bit strange, but I felt like it was needed, was a section that I'm calling Research Tools. And um, that is where I'm including things like Sotal by Design, which is the course I created to help people design and implement scholarship of teaching and learning research projects. And then also um, through my work with Oregon State eCampus, we've created an online efficacy research database that we maintain. And I put that in the research tools section as well. So people can go and check out that on the website. A couple other sections I have in my CV that I think are somewhat related to writing is I do have a section now on webinars because this is a way that I often disseminate some of the work that we do in the research unit. And then also I've done my nine-part webinar series on writing and publication. So I think it's important that people see that I'm talking about it at a meta level, but also I'm disseminating my work through these different um, mediums. And then, of course, I have a section on conference presentations where you can see how I've been distributing, um, particularly the research from eCampus, through various different um, conferences that I attend throughout the year. The last place you're going to see some of the writing show up on my CV is in my professional affiliation section. And this is toward the very end um, of the document. And this is where I list when I'm on like editorial boards or um, I work with a journalist, their associate editor. So you're also going to see kind of some writing service um, that's going to show up in that area as well. So one of the things I think that's really interesting when you look at a more mature CV is you'll actually see writing embedded in a lot of places other than the publication section. And I think this is part of what helps you to tell a larger story of what your academic writing and publication life is looking like as you get later and later into your career. Now, earlier in my career, I obviously didn't have all these things. I didn't have all these subsections in my publications. I didn't have the grant section. Um, I didn't have the webinar section, certainly, um, but I was busy building up the conference presentation section and also some of the position accomplishments as I started working early in my career. Um, but I think that in the publication section, you could easily break this down into other kinds of subcategories. And I was actually just working with someone on this the other day where she is just kind of getting started with peer-reviewed publication. And she has a few different peer-reviewed publications, but she also has certain things that are out for review. And then she has other things that are um, kind of works in progress where she's kind of getting ready to put them out for review. And I actually think that it's useful to put some of that in your CV because people can see a bit of a pipeline of what you're working on. And as you kind of update your CV over time, you can be moving things through that pipeline. But it's always showing that you have a little bit of something on deck um, that you're working on. And that's, I think, an interesting thing for people to see. Now, the other thing that's kind of interesting is um, I do have a website for Oregon State eCampus 
where we are also listing these publications and things that we're working on, the white paper series that we have, the books that we're working on. And the other thing that we list there, but that I've chosen not to list on my CV, is things like blog posts. Um, and part of that is just this, my CV is already long enough, um, <laughs> to be honest, without kind of adding in those kind of um, smaller pieces that we work on. But I do think it's an important thing to have a record if you are doing quite a bit of that. Um, the other thing I don't include on my CV is my personal blog, and I write there every week. Um, but I do include my professional website on my CV, and if anybody went to my professional website and looked around, they would have a chance to see that I'm kind of consistently writing and contributing in that space as well. So um, that's a little bit about what's on my CV, and I think if you are just getting started, CVs are documents that are highly personalized to where you are in your career. I've always found it really helpful to look and find examples of other people's CVs. And one way to do this um, is if you can be involved in any kind of searches on your campus, you get to see what people's CVs and cover letters and things like that look like. And you can just take ideas about if you like how the CV is organized, um, if you like how they've kind of structured it in terms of the timeline or the categories that they've used, that can be really helpful. The last piece I want to mention about organizing writing on a CV is um, I, with my CV more generally, have tried to leave as much white space as I can. I want the document to be easy to read. And so one of the ways I've organized the information is by using the table function in Word, but then deleting all of the lines. So everything is kind of spaced appropriately on my CV, but you can't see that it's like using a table function in order to do that. So um, if you look at the document, if you go to the show notes and take a look, just keep in mind that that's kind of how that spacing is happening. And it makes everything in the CV um, appear to be kind of aligned with everything else in terms of space um, and where everything is kind of situated. So that's another little trick that I like to share with people that I think can be really useful. So please feel free if you have other questions about how you document your writing on a CV, um, let me know. You can always email me at contact at katielinder.work or you can tweet to me at katie double underscore linder and I'm happy to answer those questions as well. Thanks so much for checking in with this week's episode. I'm Katie Linder. I'll be back next week with another one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Think, Write, Revise. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at katielinder.work slash podcasts. Think, Write, Revise is part of the Radical Self-Trust podcast channel, a collection of content dedicated to helping you seek self-knowledge, nurture your superpowers, playfully experiment, live your core values with intention, practice loving kindness toward yourself and others, and settle into your life's purpose. Learn more about the RST channel at katielinder.work slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.